Welcome to episode 120 of Frameskip, now live. We are returning from a long-awaited rest. Um, I don't know when the last time we recorded an episode was. Austin, are you? do you know? I'm not totally positive on the exact date, but I know it was like the first week of January. So it's been five yeah. months. It's, it's been a minute, yeah. We decided to take a break, come back, um, and reorganize the show a little bit. And with me tonight is Austin, the killer, Eller. That's right. I, I am the killer, but I, I didn't kill anybody. Just to clarify, just, you know, that I, we know of that we know of, but I don't think I did. So, yes, here I am. <laughs> here he is. And George, the great Loftus. We decided to take a break, reorganize the show. Maybe some of us changed the way we talked. I don't know. Just trying to get back into the swing of things. George, what are you talking about? I gotta, I gotta put on my like serious like hosting voice. You know, where what I'm are the other drugs going? Rachel, where's Rachel? Where is she? Do you guys think? Do you guys think like Christian Bale actually like meant for it to sound like that, or did he think it sounded really cool when he was doing he, it? And he has given interviews where he is extremely proud. He's like. No, in every different film, I do a different voice. That was probably a bad <laughs> accent because he's Welsh. But he like he's like I'm fucking king shit because I do a different voice in every single project. I'm acting. I'm pretending to be someone else. And um, man, digital recording I don't think had caught up to the power of uh, his interpretation of Batman in 2005 just yet. Now, funny thing about me is I actually despise those movies, except for the first one. I think <laughs> the second and third movie are just the most boring Batman movies you can possibly imagine. I get them. Like, I get it. I understand why people like it, but they're not Batman movies to me. They, f- they feel more like a, like a 007 movie, in, in my opinion. Um, I want my Batman to be a little more theatrical, a little more out of control, right? Which is why I actually am a big fan of the Snyder Batman, surprisingly. I thought, um, what's his name? Matt, uh, is it Matt, Matt Reeves? No. What's the actor's Adam, name? Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Yeah, Batfleck. I thought he did a great job. One, of, one, of, your cool. one of your co-hosts is from the greater Boston area. Show a little more respect for, for Ben Affleck, please. I'm sorry. I, I, I do apologize. Um, I'm only five hours away from Boston, so, you jackass. Have a little more respect. <laughs> my sister lived in Boston for like 15 years. Well, let me I ask you this like then, Seth. I mean, how do you feel about the new Batman? I thought it was it was OK. I, I thought I thought it was fun. And I liked that that girl as a Selena Kyle. I thought she did a really good job. Mm-hmm. Um that girl, Zoe Kravitz, again, put some respect on these people's names. I only got a very limited amount of space in here. And right now, like 90% of it is Legend of Heroes trivia. Right? I was going to so, make a joke. About and then the rest is yeah. that girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Zoe, I thought Zoe Kravitz did a great job as Catwoman. Um, but I will say, no matter how they tried to slice it, like as Bruce Wayne, he, he wasn't right. He, he wasn't right. Um, but I thought as a yeah. Batman, I thought he did all right. Probably because you can put the suit on him and he looks a little more bulky in the suit and whatnot, but he just felt like a giant edgelord. 
I don't, as, as Bruce Wayne. I don't disagree with that, but I kind of liked it, to be honest. I don't know. Maybe that was like my Linkin Park days, like calling back to me. I'm not sure. <laughs> I just I just think that uh, the Batman role might just be cursed. You know, yeah. like they, they just can't seem to nail an actor that wants to stick with it or they're happy with. So I, I but tit for tat, my favorite one of all time is Ben Affleck. I just thought he fit the part so well. And that dude bulked up like 50 pounds of pure muscle. Didn't do it naturally. Let's just be clear about that. <laughs> but he <bulked laughs> up. Right, hold that. on, hold on. Allegedly, you, allegedly, you, just you, to clarify. You, 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 think he, you think he went to Germany, got some injections? Is that what you're saying? I think he could have gotten an injection or two or <laughs> 25 a day. You know? hung, hung out at, yeah, hung out in, a, I don't know, maybe Switzerland. has got, uh, <laughs> got, got some new uh, cutting edge uh, therapies. Applied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I thought he bulked up. He looked really good. I mean, let's be honest. Batman's supposed to be the world's strongest human, and I don't think uh, Homeboy looks the part. Hey, George, you shake your head. No, that's what Superman said. Read, read a fucking comic, Seth. Oh, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, Boy, I, mercy. I missed you guys. I haven't, I haven't been I able you to razz anyone in a, in a long time. This feels good. This feels this feels right. It's good to have friends um, you can just insult nonstop. It is. I mean, that, that, that's, that's male friendship. Right. Yeah. Caitlin's <laughs> so confused as to why me and my friends at work only make fun of each other or are super gay towards each other. And I'm like, that's just how it goes. <laughs> that's it's how just it is. the way it is. Yeah. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, but I, I get that. Yeah. To catch everybody up, let's go down the line. Austin. How you been lately, buddy? What have you been up to? What's going on? How's your life? It's been great. It's been great. Good. I've had a, a great five months since we last spoke. A lot going on. You know, just a lot, lot to do, a lot to play. So many games coming out, too many games coming out. I bought Jedi Survivor three days before we went to Disney, played like an hour of it, and then <laughs> haven't played it since. So <laughs> I need to get back to I it had- at some point. I had a power outage right after we left, apparently. Yeah. And that's, that's, I thought that it was probably a connection problem. I was trying to, by the way, I was trying to remote play Disney. Yeah. For people not, that I didn't tell. Um, and I thought it was a connection problem, but it turns out when I came back, all my microwave times and stuff were fucked up. So it was, it was a power okay. outage. Anyway, continue. So, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's been a, a good period. I've actually had a, a, a very positive five months, I feel like, for once. It's been, a good start to, to 2023 versus every point. other year of my life. So, yeah, sure. Actually. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, but Seth, you brought it up there for a second. Both of us just got back from Disney. So we, we yep. just went to Disney together with our yep. significant others. Yeah, an awesome oh, you time. Got, you got us double dated in downtown Disney. Well, it's Disney Springs these days, buddy. All right, get caught up, get culture. Right. Oh, yeah, sorry, I, I work for a living. I can't just go on vacation whenever I want. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> so, but yeah, but, we we had an awesome time. It was kind of planned out last year, and mm-hmm. it was the intention was to go for May 4th for Star Wars Day, get down there for for Star Wars Day at, down at Galaxy's Edge, which we did. We all dressed up. Had an awesome time. Wait, well, yeah. One, um, I guess my invite was lost in the mail. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Two, what did you dress up as? I know Seth. I've seen Seth in um, his his Jedi Sunday's best. 
Austin, what what did you go as? Yeah, hold on. Pre- oh, okay. hold on. Because I I take umbrage with this, George, because we did invite you a year ago. Oh, did we you? did, and you oh, said so. no because you were too scared of of, of getting sick. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm not gonna. Have a it was right after. It was right after Austin's wedding. Oh, it's, it was right after the next wave of COVID. Right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably said that, yeah. So anyway, yes. So mine was like a more casual version of what Seth had. Mine was like more akin to like what Luke oh. was wearing in episode four, basically. Like oh, his okay. his like, so, like classic little like desert tunic type thing. Jedi on laundry day. Yeah, yeah basically. So and then Andy, she had like she hand sewed the um, Fennec Shand like skirt. A, like split skirt so she wore that and then seth i guess you can speak for yourself <laughs> well no i i had the um official um 30 pound disney robes that that they sell at the yeah. park um and they're they're really cool they look great but oh my god are they heavy in in the hot florida sun when it's 90 degrees all right you don't so, have to you don't have to answer this if it makes you uncomfortable but are are you okay sharing the price of the official robes it's not going to make me uncomfortable. And I don't remember because it was two years ago. <laughs> I did spend a significant amount of money at Disney World this time, though. Dude, um, you honestly, like, I know you're not. But, like, when you shared a photo of your haul from the last time you went to Disney, I was like, wait, is Seth a drug dealer? Like, like how does he have this much money <laughs> to spend? And then I, I, then I realized, like, no, it's Star Wars, actually. Like, no, no such thing as a budget when it's one of your favorite things. Yeah, well, I mean, me and Caitlin rocking that double income, no kids life um mm. we have we dink, have baby uh, dink yeah yeah we, we have a bit of disposable income these days um but yeah no we we, we had a blast i mean i i had a blast i don't know about you austin you, you, you have fun yes it was an awesome time i i had not been down there literally since i was like four or five years old so i remember bits and pieces of it but not a whole lot and so it was good to just be there and experience all that that stuff that I had never seen before. I mean, the whole Star Wars area obviously was not there. The Avatar area. I mean, there were so many rides that I had not been on, of course, as well. So it was an awesome time. Uh, I was trying to, as we were talking, I was trying to pull up a picture. Uh, If you're okay with that, Seth, would you be okay with me showing our photo? Okay. You guys should know I have no shame anymore. Let me see if I can get to it. But um, yeah, I think my favorite thing, though, honestly, was just being there on Star Wars Day because no joke, like, I'd say like half the people that were there were dressed up as we got there later on. Yeah. Not quite as many cool. right in the morning, but there were a ton of people there dressed up later that day. And it was just cool to see and be around so many people that were also huge Star Wars fans. Yeah. I, I 100% agree. And there's so much like exclusive merchandise they have. And um, they, they revealed um, and sold Cal Kestis's lightsaber from the new game there which I was a little salty about because like a year and a half ago, they held a lightsaber survey as to which lightsaber they're going to release next. And um, Kanan Jarrus from Light- from Rebels won. And they mm-hmm. haven't said anything since. And I'm like, don't play with me. All right. Because <laughs> I will, I will destroy your company. <laughs> but um, so yeah, here's our, awesome. here's our picture. I've pulled it up on the stream now. Sorry. It took me a minute, but that's what we were wearing. So cool little photo of us there. But what were you going to say, Seth? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> I, I, I lost my thought. It's, it's OK, though. But I, what was uh, some of your some of your like, favorite rides? So I was very partial to, of course, Tron 
which just opened a couple months ago that it's been in uh, the Shanghai Disneyland for a while. I think since like 2016, but they just opened it here at Disney World and it's just it's the coolest ride. It's a roller coaster. You're strapped in like a Tron motorbike. You're you launch just straight out of this like stopped station like 65 miles an hour like you're riding a motorcycle on Tron. Just the freaking coolest thing. So it's wait, hold, it's a real physical roller coaster. Yes. Yeah. Yes. OK, sorry, because you know how they do like those like integrated, like virtual yeah. digital roller coasters. No, it's the real so deal for, tr- for for Tron. They did a real was it an indoor roller coaster? Part it's of like it. half and half. Yeah. OK, so I'm I'm wondering if that used to be the Aerosmith's rock and roller coaster. Nope. Different it's, part. No, it's oh, brand damn. new. Oh, yeah. Holy so do you smokes. know? Okay. Do you know where Space Mountain used to be, George? Yeah. They built a whole new area right next to Space Mountain. That's Tron. Oh, that's insane. Yeah. I haven't been since like 2007, I guess. Like it's been mm-hmm. a minute. Um, okay. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I thought that that Tron was also really cool. People were complaining that it was too short, but it's also, I think the fastest ride at Disney world. Um, so yeah, if it's not, it's gotta be up there. So I love that ride. Yeah. Love guardians of the galaxy. Cosmic mm-hmm. rewind. Also just really cool roller coaster. And then I think the most underrated one that I went into not expecting to just absolutely adore was Avatar Flight of Passage, which is basically like Soren, if you've ever ridden that, where you're basically thrown in front of like a giant IMAX screen, like 10 feet from your face. And it just makes you feel like you're flying through the Avatar world on a Banshee. Really, yeah, really cool Banshee, experience. The Banshee like breathes and you can feel it between your legs. And yeah, um, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Not a fan of Avatar the movie. Yeah, but don't dude, disagree. Dude, that, sec- that second one, I saw that for for New Year's. Went uh, went out to Massachusetts for New Year's. Had a lot of fun. Right on like the New York border. Me and my buddy said "fuck you" to everyone else, and we drove up to I think Albany, basically, and we saw Avatar two on IMAX. Whew. Did not care for that movie, guys. Got to be completely <laughs> honest. And I say that as like I loved the first Avatar. I saw that multiple times in theaters. Avatar two fucking sucks. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't believe that he was planning so many sequels when, and they they, they all got like greenlit when the, that you could easily tank a franchise in one or two movies. So I'm not really sure what how that worked out. But I've never been a fan of Avatar. I really thought that um, it's a pretty movie, but I thought that that the first movie was boring. Yeah. <clears throat> Didn't bother to go see the second movie. So there was there was a, a Newsarama article in like 2009, I think, was when the first Avatar came out. And it talked about um, Big Jim, Big Jimmy C, James Cameron. And it called him the biggest gamble in Hollywood, but also the safest bet. And that's so I think that's probably why he got so much shit approved like uh, mm-hmm. ahead of time. And uh, I was so excited for that movie, man. And it was three hours and I was laughing and like the action sequences were really well done. But it was just so hard to take. I'm gonna say about 65 percent of that movie seriously mm, when yeah. it like wanted to be presented earnestly, and I just didn't think they stuck the landing on it. And I say that as a huge fan of James Cameron, and again, a huge fan of the first Avatar, yeah, and a huge fan of just dumb schlocky action <laughs> movies. I love that shit so much, but I just I could not get into it. I was so mad that. We drove like an hour out of our way to see it on IMAX. And then I was so pissed when I found out that they were showing this other movie in town. Um, oh, my God, I can't remember what it's called. But it's like it's three hours long. It's about like the early Hollywood 
period. It was directed by the guy who did like Whiplash and and First Man. I cannot remember the name of this movie. Um, oh, but Lord. that was playing like five minutes away from our house, and I'm like, uh, I wish to God we had just seen that, and then went <laughs> to a bar after and just pocketed that extra time. By the way, yeah. my last note on Disney here because Seth has one in his hand. Building one of these, awesome. Yeah, so cool. Oh, really importantly, is Star Tours still still there? It is. Yes. Okay. And you know what I just found out today that I didn't know before was that it's randomized. There's over 50 um, like ways to go through the experience in Star Tours. Oh, that's really cool. That was the first like I think exclusive toy I bought that I thought was so fucking cool was like um, going through Star Tours and then going to like the gift shop after and then having an action figure of your tour guide. I just thought that was the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, Star Tours back in the day was super cool. I think nowadays it's still cool, but it's, it's a little it's a little dated. Yeah. Um, but um, what do you think of the Star Wars rides, Austin? As far oh, they as, were like, all Rise great. Of and the Falcon. Yeah, Rise yeah. of the Resistance was fantastic. Uh, Millennium Falcon ride was cool too, if you're the pilot specifically. I'd say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The other seats are a little little less fun because they're for context, George. The pilot, you have like actual sticks in front of you, and you're like controlling. The Millennium Falcon, as one would expect with the pilot seat, but the gunners and the engineers literally just like tap a button on the wall, like that's all you do. You don't yeah, control no, anything. You're not, in, you're not in the cool no, pod. And... No, I wish you were. Hey, I got him. Don't yeah. get cocky, kid. You don't get to do that. No. Or no. So the pilots no. are awesome, but uh, Rise of the Resistance was great too. I was watching a video last night on how it how it works, Seth. There, there's some pretty cool stuff. Did you there. figure out how the lightsaber and the ceiling thing works? Yeah, so it's what I said. It's there's a rotating panel. So there's like a uh, metal piece there that just rotates with there's like a lightsaber that cuts through the ceiling. And we were trying to figure out how does it look like this lightsaber cuts through and creates this hole behind it. And the lightsaber basically is like stuck through the ceiling and then the panel rotates with this hole already present. That makes sense. In the panel. Yeah. Because I always watch that and I'm like, I, I, it tricks my brain so much that I can't figure it out. Yeah. But um Anything else before we move on to what no. Loftus is? Let them let them have it. <laughs> Time, Time out. out. Before before yeah. we move on, I do want to talk about that. Like I appreciate Disney injecting new blood into their rides with uh, mm-hmm. like the the Gardens of the Galaxy, right? But like that ride used to be the Tower of Terror in California. Um, yeah, I thought it was well because I thought Tower of Terror was also in Florida. It I've, is. I've been on that ride. In is, Florida, Paris still there. Yes. Yeah, in Florida, they made a whole new roller coaster for Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, cool. I just wanted it's to really ask, cool. like, a, okay, cool. I just wanted to ask about that, like the idea of like replacing old rides with like new skins like this, and if if that was, if well, you guys thought it was a good thing, because like I understand Guardians of the Galaxy much more culturally culturally mm-hmm. relevant now than Twilight Zone, but also like something kind of cool about digging into old history and stuff you don't know about, right? Yeah. Right. Um. No, I was just gonna say that. There's certain times where I think it's okay. Like they're changing um, Splash Mountain into like some sort of like Tiana's Bayou thing, I think. And uh, that makes sense, right? Because no one even knows any of those characters from Splash Mountain. It, it was like a very obscure thing, even when they came out. Um, and I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, mm-hmm. For something like Tower of Terror, which is such a cool ride and yeah. something like that, I would be really upset if they changed that to Guardians of the Galaxy. But they did the right thing. And if you ever. Find yourself down there in Florida, George. I would say it's worth going to Disney just for the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. It's so it's phenomenal. amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm scared of roller coasters. 
I still do. I, I still do, do. I still do a lot of them. Like outdoor roller coasters, are, I'm, I'm like almost a hard out. Mm-hmm. Indoor roller coasters, I'm a little more. Yeah, it's indoorable too. It's okay. great. Oh fuck, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm in. And they play cool eighties music. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, you really know I love soundtrack. Yeah, you know I love that. Yeah. Um, final question. Uh, MGM Studios. Uh, do they still do like the Indiana Jones live? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, okay. that was the one thing we missed. I wish we had we had caught that. Well, we were going to, but their last shows at like four thirty for some reason. Yeah. So, well, next hey, time. next year when we all go to Disney World. <laughs> well, I don't know. Coach was supposed to come with us, and he backed out. So, um, see, but I said no beforehand. I'm not the yeah. kind of person who says yes and then backs out. All right, okay, all right, that's fair. Me and Caitlin haven't missed a year since we started. So, really, I'll probably I'll probably go next. Well, I mean, do you guys go last year? year? We did. We okay. went right after your wedding, but your wedding oh. was on was on that weekend. So okay. we went the, the week after. Oh, that's right. So we that's literally right. we we drove all the way down to Georgia that week, drove all the way back, and then drove to Philly to fly to Disney World the next week. So it was it was a busy month in May last year. Damn. Okay. All right, George the Great Loftus. What have you been up to these past five months, my friend? Not not a lot. All right, moving on. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> <Just> kidding. Uh, <laughs> I've done things. Um, what have I done? I don't know what happened, but I decided to play every single Kirby game. Respectable. I wanted Respectable. to do it. And I played Dreamland, beat that in like 45 minutes, like the Game Boy one. And then I just jumped right into 3DS. I played Triple Deluxe. I played uh, Planet Robobobot. I played... Um, Kirby's Return to Dreamland DX and uh, Kirby in the Forgotten Land. I did all that in like a month. I had an absolute blast. Kirby's Kirby's amazing. I think Kirby's really special. People According get a- to Death Battle, he could beat Vegeta. <laughs> I, I, I believe that. Yeah, he's basically just boo without the restraints. Yeah, true. So what are you? What are? What's your like favorite of the ones you've played? Um, uh, I think I have to give it up most for triple deluxe i think that's like the most basic like if you want to if aliens landed tomorrow and you could only give them one kirby game to explain the entire concept of kirby i think that's actually the one to do return to dreamland dx is excellent but just something really special about triple deluxe and the, and the hypernova that you get to do and you become giant pink kirby and get to just <laughs> suck up the entire background something funny about my newfound appreciation for kirby there seth <laughs> <laughs> aliens landing and they're like explain Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first thing we discover this communication oh explain this kirby character look if they're smart enough to fly all the way here from wherever they came from there's not a lot else we can teach them except for culture i think we could teach them about r&b <laughs> And Kirby. I think those are the big two things that they probably don't have on their planet. You know, <laughs> Joe Biden's like, oh, let me tell you something about Jack Kirby. All right. <laughs> you're, 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 you're from Pennsylvania. That's a terrible Joe Biden. You got to be more like, now let me tell you something about Joe Kirby. You got you to you sound like you fell down the stairs upwards. <laughs> I, I knew him. I knew him personally. He invented Spider-Man. Was that, or was that Batman? Jack Kirby. <laughs> Jack Kirby was sweater. <laughs> That's what I thought. It's a very Joe Biden statement. You irrelevant just made there. after uh, Stanley became famous. Yeah, uh, Stanley so I stole played... all his fame. All right, you're okay. 
I mean, leave I, leave the comics true. to the comic guy. Guys. All right, all right. Uh, I've been doing Shortbox Summary, the comic book podcast on the side. Been hitting a mostly regular schedule until the Celtics uh, gave me a heart attack by going to Game Seven against Philly. I think that's the first episode, I've, first week I've missed an episode in in quite some time, and um, been trying really hard to actually catch up on Marvel. For the most part, I am. I have a stack of like maybe twenty five comics, and once I check those out, then I'm up to date on everything Marvel. God bless you. I, I don't know how you do it. Just I don't. Really I don't know how that's lot. possible. <laughs> Even when I was uh, like like as deep as can possibly be in the comic book sphere, I couldn't I couldn't keep up with everything. That's so much money. God. Oh well, no. It's like sorry. Keep up with everything I'm, I'm reading. Oh, oh, <laughs> not, oh not like, I'm, not, I'm not reading every book. Uh, Marvel Unlimited, um, uh, DC Infinite made it so like there's a month delay between their books and comics hitting like their service. Marvel upped it from six months to three months. Okay. So at most, sense. if you ca- if you catch up on everything on Marvel Unlimited, uh, you're you're three months behind, which I think is fine. I prefer months, but whatever. You yeah. Got to keep got to keep stores in business somehow. So I get it. Uh, so I am. I had a whole bunch of books that I was subscribed to just for like collecting purposes, and I finally caught up on all of those books. So like Captain Marvel, Amazing Spider Man, a whole bunch of random minis, all both Captain America titles, like all that shit. I'm I'm good to go. I'm all caught up on all that. I haven't touched X-Men yet. That's probably going to be my summer project because I've got like a 15 trade paperbacks downstairs that I'm just like, every time I go downstairs, I just like look at them and I'm like, ah, not today, not, not, not today. By the way, I think things would be good. We got a comment, uh, which we now can do mid podcast. Thanks to our live streaming Ooh. from Alden. And just to, to clear this up, he said, what's the coach situation looking like? Is he still overseas or what's going on with him? I'm missing hearing about him and Breath of the Wild and whatnot. No, Coach is still around. He's not over the seas. Coach. Unless he's over the seas in Texas. So um, he's, pro- he's probably on I-80 somewhere. No, yeah, probably. Right now. Probably. So he's riding his bike, you know, playing a little bit of Breath of the Wild, doing all that good stuff. So does, does 80 go through Texas? I don't think so. That's a great question. I thought doesn't it go through from, like the northern tip northern yeah, it's tip? Like from Pennsylvania to California, I think. Uh, is I thinking of I forty? I don't know. There's well, 80, there might, there, there might the be longest, too many roads. Eighty is the longest highway in the United States. There might be too many roads. There yeah, so be. maybe Coach is just on those roads, and that's why he's not on. He's just busy driving. Yeah. Now Coach was supposed to be here tonight. He's coming back from some school function. That's why he's not here. Yeah. But he uh, fully intends to be back for the the first <laughs> full episode. This is more of like a test episode, right? This yep. is us trying to get yeah, our bearings, just... figuring out the new system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, have you guys ever watched um the la beast on youtube oh of course no. of course dude he's oh. one of the f- he's one of the greatest like like food like competition eater people that you can watch on youtube george and he does this thing <laughs> it cracks me up every time where he's like when he's like really messed up like like eating something hot or he's he's like about to throw up and he goes just gotta get my bearings straight and he does the robot and posts a picture of the bearing straight on the screen <laughs> it kills me every time he's one of the best youtubers man i swear to god look him up george seriously he is like it's just junk youtube right. but it's great he's a great channel yeah, yeah great he, channel. he's the guy that was responsible for getting crystal pepsi to come back to stores like three years ago 
Uh, what and, a hero. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, because he drank a 25-year-old <laughs> bottle of Crystal Pepsi and threw up on, on YouTube. He's, he's, he's quite a uh, legend. His YouTube name is Skippy62Able, I believe. I watched one recently where he ate like a 30-year-old bag of chips that was found under like a... <laughs> <laughs> under a uh, locker and he said he ate it and it was disgusting and then he called the number on the back because it said please call this number if it's not fresh we guarantee freshness <laughs> and, and he'll replace him and he did and, and the lady's did. like are you serious <laughs> and they set up like coupons like they yeah. said <laughs> they set up discounts yeah. to buy new stuff it's fantastic George you gotta watch okay. this guy uh, yeah I mean he sounds great yeah, <laughs> he once like in his early years he ate. Uh, he tried to win the the the, the competition Guinness thing whatever for amount of warheads eaten, and he ate so many warheads that his tongue started bleeding like falling apart. <laughs> it was it was crazy. He's done that. Guys- He's eaten a cactus. I remember uh, that. Yeah, he, like he with with <laughs> like spikes still in the cactus. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, he ch- chased an ostrich away from its eggs, and because he got into like some sort of like beef with this other competition eater, and like, this guy was like, trying, no. they were trying to one up each other, and he chased an ostrich away from its eggs with this stick, and the, the ostrich farmer was like, "If he comes at you, I cannot save you. You are on your own." <laughs> no, I mean he's, he sounds really fucking cool. Yeah, he is. He's a cool guy. He's great. He eats a lot. He does. I don't know. He's not fat. <laughs> no. Um. Real quick. I've also, uh, but before we move on from what I've been, I would say, also been reaching out to a lot of other comic podcasts and been appearing on other shows, which has been super fun. And I think that's something we should maybe do for Frame Skip. Um, I've appeared on Last Comic Shop a couple times, which is a podcast I really like. Uh, I'm really excited. On Thursday, I'm recording with uh, Social Justice Warriors. Comics podcast, SJWs, very excited, <laughs> talking about a Batgirl comic I can't wait to discuss. And then uh, this weekend, actually, I'm doing a live stream for The Cure with Last Comic Shop, where we're talking about Batman vs. Incredible Hulk, so can't wait for that. Get a hold of Dan Gavazdan and Mark Janakia. They do a podcast called Spear Spider Talk. Actually, no, they changed it to Amazing Spider Talk. Ever Amazing since Spider Talk. Oh, yeah, no, I, I follow that dude on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I Don't tell him you know me. I interviewed him. A long time ago on R and M, and remember this. Um, yep, and we had a really good episode. And uh, he has a really great Spider Man podcast, probably the best one I've ever seen. So, wait, did you say don't tell him you know me? No, don't or- probably don't probably don't bring me up at all. But um, <laughs> <laughs> what'd you do? <laughs> nothing, nothing. He showed we him some had... La Beast videos, actually. <laughs> yeah, no, no. We just had um, very conflicting opinions on what Spider Man should be, and okay. um. We got in a few heated arguments, and then he got. I remember we had an argument one time over, um, like my my brother's addiction or something like that. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, if I put a cheeseburger in front of you and you ate it, was that be considered a sickness or something? I'm like, if I had a problem with eating cheeseburgers, I probably wouldn't eat it. But I'm a little offended that you uh, brought the cheeseburger right. thing up. Okay, yeah. Um, you didn't mean you're it. Right. <laughs> you're right. But you're if, right. If, he, if it was L.A. Beast, if it was L.A. Beast, he would have eaten that thing. Yeah. 
but yeah, but yeah you're right. Um, he was in Shout a space. That, he, he was in a space I was in earlier, talking about uh, really controversial, amazing Spider-Man issue twenty-six that comes out in a yeah. week, two weeks. And um, you're right. I won't mention that I know you <laughs> if, I, if I talk to him. Um, yeah, oh, so, oh, that fuckhead. Yeah. Says Slakehouse. <laughs> That, you're associated with that piece of shit. <laughs> uh, also, uh, shout out to Dan Slot who blocked me on Twitter years ago, unblocked me, and then I replied to him in a very, a very I, George. Now listen, I know what you're thinking. I wasn't mean, all right. I wasn't, uh, and I, I decided yeah. I said because he posted something about how like awful the Amazing Spider-Man community is, and all I said was, "Well, Dan, you treat him like crap. You mean blocked me?" So. I said the same thing to Jason Schreier, by the way, and he blocked me as well. So they just don't like uh, don't like that when you say that. Apparently, oh well. Anyway, you, you have to anything else, George? I've been walking a lot lately. That's pretty Atta much boy. it. That's what we yeah. like to hear. Yeah, walked ten miles yesterday. Wish you guys could see my that's a lot. watermelon watermelon calves I got under this desk. George, is this watermelon. like watermelon? Is this fitness here? Because Andy and I have been training for a five k. So uh, we're I've like, decided. I've decided a couple things. I've decided this summer. You guys ready for my summer plans? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. I'm gonna get into pickling this summer. Like pickling, like food, like, like food, pickling items. vegetables. Yeah, like yeah. Like, like making my own. Pick. Do it. Yeah. How but does like, that relate to walking? It just it's my it's my fucking plans for the summer, Seth. Oh well, I thought we was connecting to fitness. I didn't understand. Well, it, that's he, also one of my plans for the summer. Can I can I continue my goddamn list here? <laughs> my bad. My bad. I was confused. <laughs> I was going to get really into pickling. I, I realized I, I wanted, I'm not happy with any of the golden barbecue sauces available in my area. So I want to get really good at making my own golden barbecue sauce. I've decided um, I haven't had enough sun dried tomatoes in my life. So I was going to try to eat more of those this summer. Uh, I would like to clear up some blind spots on 80s movies this summer. And uh, I realized I've been ne- neglecting my switch too much. So this is going to be the summer switch for me. And uh, also, it's hot George summer, so I'm going to be walking a lot and cutting down the the LBs. I remember the last time I saw you in person, you were in pretty good shape. That's because I lived in a city and I had to walk everywhere. I live in the country now and I got to drive everywhere. So now I'm forcing myself to take several breaks a day. I try to walk four miles before I start my day, like wake up, just crawl out of bed, find a podcast I can listen to, walk a couple miles, and then take several breaks throughout the day to, to walk some more miles. Um, real quick before I before I move on, I keep forgetting. Also, Alden, thank you um, for the congratulations. For people who don't know, uh, Alden, Alden put it in the chat. I got engaged on May fourth. Um, yep, right in front of the Millennium says, Falcon. It was awesome. But but also, uh, me and Pedro putting up more episodes of Alpha Nerd than Frame Skip. So thank thank you, Alden. I appreciate. That. Oh, you put up 120 episodes of Alpha Nerds. That's pretty good. <laughs> no, uh, he said. Oh, that's sick. Out, you put a more rapid rate. Oh, cool. That's that's not the same thing as putting up more episodes than frame skip, just so we're clear. Well, no, I, I, I read that wrong. I was paraphrasing. Uh, all, right, all right, cool. <laughs> just like we, we slept for five months and we still put up more episodes than you fucking Islanders dork, Pedro. Yeah. Whoa! I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll no, tell you. No, don't tell him. No, 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 because Bruins lost in the first round of the playoffs after having a historic <laughs> season, so please do not bring up anything hockey to him. I, I, I couldn't live with myself. Every once in a while, when uh, me and him are hanging out, I, I remind him that you didn't know that he was a friend of mine, and you're like, and he, and he was following you because the podcast, and you were like, "This 
asshole uses. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about this. Yeah. And this I'm like, no, that's just Pedro. <laughs> that's just the way he is. He doesn't mean it. But um, yeah. So uh, anything else before before we move on, George, that you've been up to? Uh, JRPG Summer also. Uh, oh. I'm halfway, halfway through Grandia. Having a good time. Proud of you. It's a good one. Yeah. It's a good one. All right. Well, um, as far as what I've been up to, um, as Austin said, I just got back from Disney. I stayed an extra week longer than him. Um, and I, I got to say, Austin, me and Caitlin both agreed. By the time we left, we were getting real sick of uh, those songs playing at the Art of Animation Resort. Um, I was I meant to talk to you about this. It was like the same yeah. six songs. Like it never changed. Yeah. It was so, George, the, the resort we stayed in. It was all themed to, well, there were like, what, four themes. It was Little Mermaid, Lion King, Cars, and what was the other one? Oh, uh, Finding Nemo. Yeah, Finding Nemo. So those were like the four themes at the resort. And so anytime you were on a bus to or from Disney or in like the dining area or the lobby, there were like five songs from those four movies that played over and over and over and over again. So I can't tell you how many times I heard Life is a Highway as we were <laughs> sitting there eating breakfast and dinner in this dining area. But it was a great resort. That being said, loved it. Aside yeah. from those five songs. Yeah, we, we were uh, real sick, sick of those um, like five or six songs. But... We had, we had a blast. Um, Caitlin got sick down there. Um, she got some sort of like cold in, yeah. in her sinuses and in, in, in her respiratory system that she's still recovering from. But we still had a great time. Um, we went to Universal and, and uh, checked out their Harry Potter area. That was pretty cool. The rest of Universal, I got to say, not that impressed. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't impressed with the rest of Universal. Um, Did you ride Velocicoaster? Yeah, and it was, um, it was cool, but not really related to um jurassic park in any way right <laughs> it's just it's just, it's just like this random roller coaster there so um it's just it, the, the universal thing is that disney does something different with like its details on stuff whereas i felt like the universal like parks were just like and i've been there before this is my third time going to universal they were just like here's a bunch of themed rides around or here's a bunch of rides themed around these things. And it just it didn't really jive the same way uh, Disney did. But they, they, have, they have a lot of fun like roller coasters and stuff. But the Disney um, parts of Universal were um, built by former people that worked at Disney. And you can really tell. Um, they're like the Harry Potter areas. So they're, they're really cool. And there's a lot of detail. You can like get your wands chosen. It, it was a really cool experience. Um, <clears throat> But uh, as far as what else I've been up to these last five months, I bought a Steam Deck. I don't know if I talked about this in the last. I don't think so. I haven't had that long. I bought a Steam Deck, and I am so impressed with the Steam Deck, dude. Like, I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I do, but it just works. And I wasn't expecting that. Like, the, the, the ability that I don't have to worry about, like, you know, remote playing or my PS Plus membership or, you know, the, the Game Pass connectivity. And I got my Steam library on it, and Steam just automatically, as soon as as soon as you close a Steam game, it uploads your save, right? And I can sit on the couch and play my Steam games when Caitlin's watching TV or something like that. Um, and it's super comfortable to hold, and the touchpads work phenomenally on it. 
Um, I really wish Valve would come out with like a, a, some more technology now that I've seen what they can do with the Steam Deck because I am like absolutely in love with it. And um, for people wondering, I did buy it essentially just to be a Kaseki machine to play um, <laughs> the Legend of Heroes games. <laughs> so for people who don't know this, I have been playing through an RPG series for the last three years called the Legend of Heroes. And <laughs> You're such a fucking dork. And he's an, yeah. he's an eighth of the way through. I know, dude. I, I'm like I'm like a half of the way through now. All right. <laughs> how many how many hours is that? Um like 650 or something like that. No, maybe more. Jesus I don't know. Because each one of the four Trails of Cold Steel games are 100 hours each. And then um, I, the, since I got the Steam Deck, I played through Trails in the Sky 1 and 2, which actually took place before, and I should have played them first. Which are phenomenal games, by the way. Phen- like Absolutely classic, phenomenal JRPGs, Trails in the Sky. I really recommend people play them. Um, they're very different than Trails in Cold Steel. And then uh, Trails in the Sky, the third I'm currently on. And then I have um, Trails from Zero and Trails to Azure. And then Trails into Reverie comes out in July. And then there's the other uh, trilogy that ha- we haven't gotten localized yet called Kuro no Kiseki. And um, they're all super long games, super long games. Phenomenal, but... I will say people warned me that the remember how I was like not feeling Trails of Cold Steel for the longest time. I was like kind of just yep. too deep to let go. People warned me that like the the writing drops off in Trails of Cold Steel and they're absolutely right. Like Trails in the Sky has probably the best female protagonist I've ever um, dealt with in a video game and uh, probably the best character development I've ever seen in a video game. So it's it's like it, top notch writing. And then for some reason the writing just kind of falls off in Trails of Cold Steel. I think because they were trying to follow like a persona trend and it didn't really work out. And um, three and four were a lot better, but one and two pacing's awful. So uh, that's why I bought a Steam Deck though. So I could continue playing them on the go and just churn out these hours. Uh, what else have I been up to? Not really much else. That's pretty much taken all my time. Oh, uh, well, I, while we're on that, Seth, before you move on to... Something else, Alden just asked a question. He said, do you think they'll ever port the Trails in the Sky games to modern consoles? Maybe. Um, I just saw reports that uh, Trails, the, 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 one that, the, the duology that just came out, Trails to Azure and Trails from Zero, they sold way better than uh, Falcom was expecting in the United States. So I could see them getting a re-release. And also, like the, the Kaseki series is just getting like a lot of momentum and and they're doing um really well with that series so i've been up i've been up to that and uh that's pretty much it like just just chilling playing trails uh trails games i what else i don't know i played a little bit of scarlet nexus like oh that didn't didn't like that at all the game kind of sucks um and yeah i got engaged that's pretty much the only thing that's going on in my life did you do Tales of Arise? Because that came out around the same time. Not around the same time, but like same calendar year, I think, as uh, Scarlet Nexus. Uh, yeah, so I loved uh, Tales of Arise. I thought Tales of Arise was uh, the best Tales game of all time. And also, I just had this conversation with Pedro not too long ago. It's also, surprisingly, the best rated game in the Tales series on Metacritic. It has like a really good wow. Metacritic score. It, 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 it deserves it. People online say that the writing drops off in the second half. I don't agree, actually. I think I think it's fine all the way through. Um, the only problem with uh, Arise is that the enemy variety isn't, isn't phenomenal. So 
Uh, and the, the only thing else that I, I got to say is uh, I left my switch on the plane yesterday and it's, I'm pretty sure it's gone forever. And I was really feeling uh, the Xenoblade 3 DLC. I also beat Xenoblade 3 and hated it, but the DLC that came out was phenomenal. Um, I had the same, I don't know, I think I started Xenoblade 3 last year when we were doing the podcast. Yeah. And I had the same issues all the way through where like the characters didn't fit. Um, I thought the writing was pretty bad the characters and um like there's a relationship that's supposed to be building throughout the entire game and i didn't even realize it until 80 eh, percent of the way through that's all like i just it didn't they didn't make it front and center so but the dlc that came out recently um future redeemed that's actually really good and i was having a blast like catching up with old characters that they brought back and stuff and uh, really recommend the xenoblade trilogy for anybody who um <clears throat> He's looking for a good RPG series to play on Switch. So I'm like halfway through the first one. I haven't played it in like six months, but it's it's one of the few games where I haven't touched it in so long, but I still remember exactly what's happening in the story. I remember like I know exactly where I am on the map and in, like in my quest. I still remember all the mechanics. Like for whatever reason, that game did a really good job of leaving its thumbprint on me. Whereas like The Witcher 3, I'm like. I think I have two, like, yeah, I got a silver sword for monsters and, like, a steel sword for people. And I think I'm on Skellige. And I think I'm in the, <laughs> like, I just, like, there's so much I don't remember about so many games that I've started. But for whatever reason, like, Xenoblade Definitive Edition really left its mark on me. So, I'm, again, Summer of Switch, baby. I might just go back and, and finish that. You should, because the one thing to look forward to, and I think this is the reason the Xenoblade series, like, proliferates. Uh, and gets bigger and bigger through throughout the more people that play them is that there's always a giant plot dump at the end of the Xenoblade games. And like, there's a giant twist and that everything like they, they foreshadow things throughout the whole game and you don't realize it. And then at the very end, they're like, Oh, this is what's really going on. You're like, Oh my God, that's really cool. And then they flip flop um, narrative direction in the games so like this, the second game xenoblade 2 it takes a more plot focused instead of character focused narrative and i think that's actually more to my taste mm-hmm. but xenoblade 2 is my favorite in the series <clears throat> as you can see i have well you can't see it but i have uh the pirate mithra statues back here nice and they they are now the real ones previously i had bootlegs these are now <laughs> the real ones the 300 hundred dollar ones each did you have so. bootlegs by accident? No, no, no. I was just refusing at the time to pay that much money for um, these these figures, but I changed my mind and I bought them. I gotcha. Um, I, I got a question for you two about something I've been dealing with lately. Okay. So back in back in April, I pre-ordered a few video games. Okay. I pre and uh, some amiibos. I. I work a couple of jobs. I got a paycheck from one of my extra jobs, and that felt like extra money to me. So I was like, all right, Advance Wars, pre-order. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I didn't like the first game, but whatever. I'm going to give this one a try. <clears throat> pre-order. Um, Zelda Amiibo. Going to get that Majora's Mask one. Going to get uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, cool. I get a bonus for Tears of the Kingdom. That's rad. And then I was feeling a little frisky the next time I got a paycheck. I was like, you know what? I'm going to pre-order Diablo 4. I'm going to pre-order mm-hmm. Final Fantasy 16. Uh, pre-order Jedi Survivor. Now, Jedi Survivor showed up day and date, right? Got got here on the, the Tuesday or maybe even the Friday, whatever. It, it showed up when I wanted it to show up. 
Advance Wars showed up when I wanted it to show up. Tears of the Kingdom was supposed to arrive last Friday. It didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got the Amiibos that I ordered, and I got mm-hmm. the pre-order bonus. And uh, I just got a notification from Best Buy that it's not supposed to show up until Thursday. So it's almost a week mm-hmm. late. So at this point, would you guys cancel your Diablo pre-orders and would you can and Final Fantasy pre-order and just go with somewhere else? Probably. Like, would you would you would you continue to support this company? That's a great question. It depended on if I really cared about playing the games on release day. If if I did, I, I would cancel them. I mean, yeah, that's that's a little bit inexcusable um as far as like a big game goes best buy is a big enough corporation they know how many copies they should order um it's not even that it's it's where they fucking ship it from like i get a notification like oh your package has like left the store and like it's being shipped and it's like it's being shipped from new mexico and i'm like oh my lord like it is thursday like what you're shipping this on a thursday from new mexico and like you're telling me with a straight face that it's arriving tomorrow and like I like Best Buy, I, I I like Best Buy more than I like Amazon. Generally, more than I like GameStop. But like, god damn, man! Like, I don't even care about Tears of the Kingdom. Like, it's not even me being pissed about this. I would have liked to have played it last weekend, but whatever. But like, I really want to play Final Fantasy 16 the day mm-hmm. it comes out. I really want to play Diablo 4 the day it comes out. Like, it's mostly those. Like, they're lucky that like Zelda is the one I kind of care about the least. So, so like, you're not gonna like this answer, <laughs> but this is what I do. Um, if buy I'm, it at a physical buy it at a physical store uh the day of and then wait for your copy to come back and then return the <laughs> copy you ordered to the physical store. Great idea. No. That is not uh, what I do. Oh, uh, that's but, that's what I used that's what I used to do. I just I hate driving. It's so far to my nearest Walmart. No, what I what I normally do is if I'm buying a game for the collection purposes, I'll also buy a digital copy and play it at midnight. So you buy that's two. Yeah, that's what I did for Final Fantasy Seven. And uh what's the other one? I did that for I, Metroid Prime. So like Final yeah, Fantasy 16, I I bought the the super uh super expensive uh like $350 collector's edition and uh sorry that you can hear my girlfriend blowing her nose in the background. Um but I will also be getting a digital version of that cuz I know Beyonce. that's not going to show up at midnight. Yeah, sorry, Beyonce. Beyonce. Um <laughs> and I know that's not going to show up at midnight. So I'm going to get a digital version because I want to play it at midnight. And I also like, I don't want to mess up like the disc and whatnot, especially if I, if I'm buying that for collection purposes. So that's what's going on. Yeah. I've gotten to a point now where with switch, I still pretty much always go physical. If it's a first party Nintendo game, just because those games like hold their value until the end of time. I mean, Donkey Kong country tropical freeze is going to be $60 until 2030, 2352. Yeah. <laughs> that and I, I just bought a copy of spirit tracks for like so, two bucks so yeah. like actually it's going yeah. to appreciate in time yeah. Yeah. so i still buy physical for those so when i buy physical copies of those games i typically either buy in store i know it's farther for you or i pre-order on amazon because we've got like a bunch of amazon facilities close but honestly mm-hmm. when it comes to like the series x and ps5 i've just been going digital recently i know that's not like also the answer you want to hear yeah. george but i i don't I've gotten to a point where I don't care as much about the the collection on that system because I know that those games are going to depreciate and just I don't know. It doesn't really matter to me. Well, for me, it's it's like literally just because like utilities suck where I live and like my yeah. Internet kind of goes out a lot. Right. So it's one of those things where like I just don't ever want to be dependent on the Internet for something. 
you know um, um so that's well, like that's like my biggest concern but also like diablo 4 i assume is gonna be like always fucking online so like what difference does it make of course so alden says cancel it george best buy delayed my scarlet and violet double pack pre-ordered by a month my local walmart in the middle of nowhere had both double pack and both versions individually that is alden's take ah damn alden all right com- coming in hot for alden yeah yeah i mean i don't know i think it's reasonable if it's not if it's a week late to cancel it i mean they know. I mean, they should know that people want to play these games immediately. I mean, that's why you pre-order it, you know. But I don't know. I haven't dealt with Best Buy in a long time. I generally don't buy anything from them. I love going to them because uh, I'll buy something and then be short of like the the free shipping or whatever. And there's mm-hmm. just always like a Blu-ray that I want that's like eight bucks. And so I just find three of those to fill up, and then I get free shipping. So like that's usually what it is like. I think when I pre-ordered, I pre-ordered one game on its own, and it didn't qualify for free shipping, and then I got, like, oh, the last two Scream movies. Oh, here's a Fast and Furious movie I didn't have. You know, and just, like, filling in, in that collection, too. I've been uh, really considering starting to just buy Blu-rays and stuff, because I'm getting kind of sick of streaming services. Yeah. And just having, like, these constant, like, subscriptions. Um, <clears throat> especially, like, Disney+, Plus, which... I think I'm going to cancel because they're upping their price. And I have I, like now that this Mandalorian's over, I have nothing to watch on Disney plus. Um, like for instance, like Crunchyroll, I watch like one thing a month on Crunchyroll. If that maybe less, maybe every other month. And I'm, I'm like, well, I'm, you know, just in case, but really that's just me being lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, the subscription services, in my opinion, have gotten like way out of control. Like Netflix, Netflix is, is I think probably going to take a downhill swing real fast soon. I don't know what they're thinking. Netflix, Netflix, like I listen to a lot of uh, like Hollywood podcasts just because I work from home and go outside and smoke a few cigarettes. And my job isn't especially hard, um, but it does require me to just like understand current like trends for a lot of things. So I I like to stay up to date on Hollywood shit. And uh, they always talk about streaming services. I actually think Netflix is going to bounce back because Netflix right now is like the only streamer that's like making money. Whereas a lot of other people are shedding subscribers and having to like up their prices to combat uh, like operating loss. Yeah, well, the I price saw, hikes saw... are insane too. I mean, like Disney Plus is—I don't even know what they're going up to, but I know it's a huge jump from where we started. Yeah, they started like seven ninety nine a month or something yeah. like super reasonable. Um, Got mine for yeah. like fifty bucks for like the whole year. Like they yeah. have like some bonus if you signed up. I also remember that they didn't charge me for like six months. Disney Plus. And then the one day I randomly got charged and I was like, oh, OK, I guess they figured it out. Um, Wait, shit, we haven't talked about this. Uh, Mando. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. nah. I thought the last episode I'm, was good, but it yeah. just spun its tires way too long. It was it felt weird. Like they, they, they didn't know what they wanted to do with it. I thought it was fine. Like, I thought there were good portions, but there were it, it just I don't know. I feel like it didn't add a whole lot to my life. Like I. <laughs> I think that could have been like a four episode season and, yeah. you know, trim the fat and it could have worked. I don't know if they wanted to make this show about um, and, and like, I'm not one of these people that like throw a fit. I love Bo-Katan, but if they wanted to make the show about Bo-Katan and like her reuniting the Mandalorians, just make the show about that. Make like make that show. Right. I don't know why they thought that the third season of the Mandalorian was the appropriate place for that. Bo-Katan has a massive fan base. Yeah, she can sell a show by herself. I, I guarantee it. And I really do think that the decision to um bring Grogu back for the third season the way they did, 
in the second to last episode of the book of Boba Fett was like a a panic button from Disney being them being like, what you know, worried that Mandalorian season three, no one was going to tune in for it if Grogu wasn't there. Um, so I don't know because the the book of Boba Fett, the last two episodes, or no, it was the seventh episode and the eighth episode. I think I can't remember how many episodes there were. I thought there was ten, but they were all about uh, Jen, and it's like. Why? This is the book of Boba Fett. You know, it didn't really make any sense at all. So, I don't know. Um, I, I'm generally not one of these people that are super negative over Disney Star Wars these days. I understand the sequel series isn't good, um, but I think the TV shows have been pretty phenomenal, or at least okay and watchable. Mm-hmm. And um, the Mandalorian season three has probably been the low point for me. To be honest with you. Yeah, I don't disagree oh, with that. Man, I. I, I loved it. <laughs> like, again, though, yeah, well, it's just one of those things where, like, I'm just so happy with the world of Star Wars. Like, there was that one episode where it's like the two of them going to like that Imperial, former Imperial planet, like with Lizzo and, and Jack Black. Mm. And I just thought it was so interesting to see a world where like they thought they fixed society, right? Just by like having like all, all, all droids run everything. And then just seeing like what problems people have when they actually don't have to do anything. Like, I just well, thought that was like, that felt like a, like a Twilight Zone episode almost, right? Like I thought yeah, that was, it was interesting pretty cool. to see it tackle that. And and by the way, like I said, I mean, anytime I get Bo Katan in there, that show mm-hmm. has one of my favorite or that, that episode you're talking about has one of my favorite scenes of any Mandalorian scene where she's trying to like negotiate with the droid and you see um Mando in the back just kicking over the B2 battle oh, droids. Yes. Dude, yeah, it's it's like <laughs> it's like one of those fucking Boston Dynamics videos, right? Where it's like that <laughs> yeah. little four legged thing and they're just trying to knock it off balance. He's like, if if they're really not battle droids anymore, then they won't mind if I do this. And he just starts <laughs> bullying them. I'm like, this is awesome. Because okay. until that point, like you kind of forgot that he hates droids. Like yeah. he absolutely yeah. and those those droids specifically, he hates them. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was like a really good night callback. Um I thought I don't know. People were like trashing on Lizzo and Jack Black in that episode. And I get it. Like, yeah. It was it was a little more like kid friendly, but it, it to me it felt like a Clone Wars episode. Yeah. Yeah. And uh that's that's where Bo Katan came from. And uh I really like Bo Katan. I would like to see a show with Bo Katan. She's also got the coolest Mandalorian helmet. Agreed. Yeah, for sure. Also, I didn't mind her kind of taking over the show for a bit there, right? Because like I like the idea of like the Mandalorian. The, just the title of the show, like, changing meaning, right? Where it was about Din Djarin, and then all of a sudden it was about Bo-Katan, where she was the Mandalorian. Like, she was the the, the heir apparent to Mandalore. Like, I actually thought that was, like, kind of interesting and kind of bold. Yeah. And, like, wouldn't mind it, like, if she actually became the star of the show, and then, like, Din Djarin was, like, a supporting <laughs> character going forward. But, like, just, like, the Mandalorian, like, the most important person in this cultural sphere. Like I, I, I kind of like that having like almost like a rotating cast. I, I mean, they're not yeah. going to do that based on the end of the last episode, but you know, I, I, I would have, I would have supported that. I don't, um, I don't like I said, I don't hate the idea of Bo getting her own show, but to me, it just felt yeah, like no, a very, I know you like Bo-Katan. It's okay. <laughs> it, it, it just felt like a really hard transition to like him taking a backseat to his own show. And she'd only been in like one or two episodes previous to that. Um, well, do you guys think there's any um, did have you, either of you seen this rumor going around that he like Pedro Pascal didn't like being in his armor and like wanted to I don't know all the details but something about he was unhappy on set and that's why Bo-Katan was like the main focus of the the season I I don't know if I believe that but 
There's always like like annoying rumors that come out yeah. of the Star Wars community because that that community is just so miserable about literally everything yeah. that they they just want everything to fail for some reason. And it's like, yeah, the Disney's had Star Wars for like twelve years now. Like, it's get over it. Like, yeah. it's it. This is the way it, George Lucas isn't coming back, and people need to realize that. It's like like let it go, you know. Also, the one thing I wonder too, I've talked about this in some spaces before. I. I didn't like the prequels when they were coming out, but I do mm-hmm. think content or not even content just shows like the Clone Wars shows like Rebels, a lot of the comics. I think those did like a lot of work in making me like it, not like the prequels, like not love the prequels. The way I love the originals, but at least like appreciate the prequels. And so I'm wondering, too, like if this show keeps going and with other shows, like I know there's the writer's strike going on right now. So that's delaying like Acolytes and, and a whole bunch of other Star Wars projects. <laughs> but I also wonder, like, if these shows can do some lifting to uh, sort of recontextualize the way we feel about the sequel trilogy. Because I agree that they're generally underwhelming. I think they've got really cool moments, but I don't think they're necessarily great movies. You know, like if you you could recut a trailer to the movie with like all the best scenes, you'd be like, fuck, this looks amazing, right? Like there's a lot of like good stuff in those movies. I just don't think they stick the landing. So I wonder if there is going to be new Star Wars content set in that time period that fixes our opinion or at least helps our opinion of those movies i think we're already starting to see a little bit of it because i mean i guess slight spoilers for mandalorian season three but they're already starting to tease that they're going to explain more of like how palpatine came back like they're going to Mm -hmm. somehow dive further into that and my understanding is that's also happened in the most recent season of bad batch so that at least seems to be a huge pull of hey we need to actually explain this like totally just awful like plot hole turn that came out of nowhere uh, yeah <laughs> so i i wouldn't be surprised if we continue to see more of of kind of a, a deeper dive into the stuff that happened in the sequels as they try and kind of explain the the just absolute living hell of plot holes that those movies have. <laughs> well, so like I think they're they're two different problems though, right? Like the prequels lacked context. And that's why the Clone Wars was able to help them so much. Because from like an, an, a normal viewer when those movies came out, Anakin's turn to the dark side comes really quick. It's like, okay, well he's <clears throat> he's still on the light side and like still wants to be a good person in 90% of that movie in the last 10% he's like I'm going to slaughter all these kids and it doesn't really come very quick or it doesn't really it comes way too quick but in the Clone Wars when they add context it makes a lot more sense what happened <clears throat> yeah and also they dive a lot more into like the character of these characters like Obi-Wan Kenobi and, and he turn, turns out he had this giant backstory where he almost left the Jedi Order and it adds a lot of lore um, that explains like how the force ghost thing happened and um, they, they built a soak up from the ground up by giving her really unlikable, um, you know, characteristics that they could control because they know that the community is awful and then fix those. So that people fell in love with Ahsoka, who in my opinion is the greatest star Wars character at this point. Um, and Wait, all, all, all time or just from the yeah, Clone Wars. I think so. I think so. All time. Damn. After watching like the Clone Wars and Rebels, she's the best developed character, the most consistent developed character, in my opinion. Um, and then in the sequel trilogy, the issues are completely different. Where it's it's not like lacking context; it's like bad decisions. And it's I don't know how. Thing. Yeah, I don't know how you fix that with more things set in that universe. Like, 
we have the timeline of the movies, right? So Ray being as powerful as she she is still doesn't make sense. You know, in the original because people bring up her uh comparison to like Luke Skywalker. But people don't realize that Luke Skywalker spent two years training with Yoda on Dagobah. It doesn't seem like that, but that's that's the way it is. Okay, yeah. (laughs) I like I I get that. And like canonically, yes, it is two years, but it's not presented as two years. It's not right. Like, you know, it was was bad writing by Lucas. And so like that's like the one part. Also, like another part is just like it's it's a fantasy story. Like they're the most powerful person because they're the most powerful person. Like I I personally don't need more than that, you know? Like the nerd in me wants more than that, but like to just mm. enjoy a movie for two hours, like I'm not gonna sit there and nitpick mid movie about all this shit and then be mad about it after. Especially I mean, knowing you... like like a huge comic slut I am, I'm just gonna go and read all the tie-ins as soon as I get home anyway. Would you would you feel the same way at like any level though? Like if in the last movie, instead of like confronting Palpatine, Daisy Ridley used the force to pull the sun into his planet and just blew it up, would you be like well, it's because she's the, the main character. I, I, I kind of feel like that's, that's you know, like there's got to be a limit to something. Well, no, but also like how did Luke get so powerful between Empire Strikes Back and fucking Return of the Jedi? Like all he did was lose his fucking hand and not talk to Yoda. So it's like, okay, how did he all of a sudden become like a borderline Jedi god in that amount of time if he didn't even do anything, right? And like, like, have, what, like yeah, where I the fuck did that answer, come from? I don't want to be annoying about it. No, <laughs> like, please <laughs> Well, the thing was, was that according to the lore, when Anakin turned to the dark side, the force chose a new chosen one, which was Luke. And Luke has all the um, potential that Anakin had. So the lamest, that's the lamest shit I've ever well, heard. I told you I knew the life. answer. And I, yeah, the, I didn't say like, like, where, the Holy where, Spirit where, passed where in the Luke. Where is that? Where is that in canon that that's the answer? Well, again, though, like the the, the lore added a lot to the prequel and the sequels, I would say. But I don't know that adding more content to the, not the sequels, the original trilogy, uh, the lore added a lot of context to the prequels and the original trilogy. I don't know that adding more context to the sequels makes them any better because there's just a really weird amount of bad decisions. Like you can explain things like that stupid dagger she found that aligns up with the mountains from thousands of years ago or something like that. Dumb, you know, Um, and how the Death Star maybe survived and fell into a planet and didn't destroy it. Whatever. Okay. Um, but I don't really see how you can add more context to change things in the force, like teleportation. Um, like, like when they teleport the lightsabers to each other and like, I don't know, man, like there's just a lot of really weird decisions in the sequel trilogy that I, I didn't realize at the time, but the more you that, think about I thought, it, the more I thought that like, was, I thought that was fucking awesome as hell. Though. <laughs> I thought that was so cool. <laughs> like, but again, like, I think that might be something that just works better as like movie magic than like star Wars. Right. Like, yeah. Because I, I do think linguistically the way that their powers were portrayed like that made sense, even if it doesn't make sense. The, the way they bent time and space, but like visually that part made sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I'm all about. Um, the the world of Star Wars, right? I want I want things to make sense inside the world, and that's why I have so much problem with like the stupid uh, speeder gang in Book of Boba Fett. With oh, my brain, God. Like spotless, Mario Kart or Ranger. <laughs> Like, like speeder it, bikes it, on oh my God. If that's the only problem you have with that show then you it's, don't have a fucking problem with oh, that show then you don't have a problem not, with that show it is a two minute scene they are on listen. like a completely barren lifeless colorless fucking planet that's made out of sand rocks and bad vibes and then these fucking 
shit kids who were being anti-authoritarian, being all this. Of course, they had these fucking garish lightsabers. My problem with that scene is that, like, oh, the shit went really slow. We literally hustled down a fucking train in the previous episode. Like, that was the only problem with that yeah. show, is that they weren't the fucking speeder bikes from Return of the Jedi. <laughs> but just the fact that they were bright and colorful, fuck you, go to Rome. Like, everything's <laughs> oh, bright and hey, colorful when, when people hey. want shit to be bright and colorful. That's, yeah. Yeah, ah! well... Yeah, I mean, that, Tatooine. it wasn't enjoyable at all. They were going three miles an hour down this little like side street. They moved that like 15 feet. They were, they were, yeah. they were way too scene. slow. Awful. Way too so slow. bad. Stupid but that was kids. also that felt like an American graffiti throwback to George Lucas specifically. Did you guys ever see American graffiti? Because it's actually nah. the best thing George Lucas has ever done. I haven't seen it. Really good movie. It takes place like the entire movie takes place in one night before all these people are like on the precipice of change, and it's like them and the movie made in the seventies about them reflecting on uh, like the sixties, and it really, really, genuinely good movie. I, I recommend it. I think it's um, on Netflix. Alden asks thoughts on all three of you that Daisy Ridley's Ray will be a main character in episodes ten, eleven, and twelve. I didn't see that. I saw that she was getting one movie about yeah. the New Jedi Order. Yeah, so they're um, doing a High Republic movie, right? Yeah, they're doing um, Heir to the Empire was the rumor going around that that's Dave Filoni's movie that looks like it's going to be a, a, a epilogue to Mandalorian and um, Ahsoka. Right. I have no idea if Ahsoka's delayed, like if they're still doing reshoots because of the writer's strike. I was under the impression it was pretty much done by this point. Yeah, I think so, too. But if they can't have a writer on on site like that that part i don't know so that part's still up in the air um and then there was supposed to be a third movie and then that was the uh daisy ridley rebuilding the jedi order 15 years after well i don't think the writer uh, right i think the writer's strike might only impact ahsoka because i honestly don't think those other movies have been in in production whatsoever oh no 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 you know but uh as far as daisy ridley coming back for that that new movie i think it's awesome i think daisy ridley got a really short end of the stick just like um, Ewan McGregor yep. and uh, Anakin Skywalker and Hayden Christensen, John Boyega. In that, in that yep. I think, yeah, and in, in, in all the, I mean, all the characters from Oscar uh, Isaac, yeah, no, that's a good point. Every one of those you know? sequels, yeah, but they, they, I thought they all were really good actors, um, but they got like a very unnecessarily bad uh set of cards with these two directors that hated each other, apparently, um. And that they, they they did make a cohesive story, and the fans hated it. But I also think at this point, if you're going to be an actor in Star Wars, you just have to know the fans are going to hate you. Like you, yeah, come. It's it's been you know what forty years now, like forty six. They've hated everything ever since Return of the Jedi. Everything that's come out, people have hated. It's so first. true. And then they they come around to it. You know, um, the community is so like, toxic. Oh, it's the worst. It's easier to think of things that they did like, right? I'm like, yeah. okay, so it's like the heir to the Empire trilogy, right? Timothy's on, like people liked that. I think Rogue Squadron 64 was safe. <laughs> Rogue, Squadron, Ro- Rogue Squadron 2 was definitely safe. <laughs> yeah. Dude, no, I remember I think... watching a what was it, Electric Playground, Electronic Playground, like that G4 show. Yeah. Where, yeah. with those two two guys they're talking about Nice Republic. And one said it was like the best RPG he's ever played in his entire life. And the other guy was just like, ah, it's so annoying. I wish it was like an action game. Like, you don't want to sit there and press a menu where you're swinging a lightsaber. You just want to swing your lightsaber. And he was just like talking shit about the entire time. He's like, 8.5, 9. It's great. You you, you should get it. Like, after spending like eight minutes just talking shit about it. (laughs) Well, that one guy from Electric Playground, not not to have a whole side about this, but Tommy Tallarico, I think his name was. He's in like a whole like bunch of drama. 
Yeah. He's like he's like a complete prick. But oh, that was like that was the one because it was him and Victor Lucas. Yeah, so yeah, good. I forget Victor something. But anyway, um, yeah, I think I think Ray's a, a cool character, and her story, unfortunately, in my opinion, is crap. But she got a cool design, um, and I think Daisy really is a good actress, and I, I hope that she gets the redemption of having a decent movie. I think mm-hmm. Disney's probably going to be a lot more careful because reports that came out said that like after the solo movie bombed and like the, the terrible reception of the sequel trilogy, they canceled all production on movies and just focused on those TV shows. And that's why we never saw like um, Ryan Johnson's trilogy. Yeah. And the yeah, rogue squadron. But I don't know. What do you guys think about Daisy Ridley? I think it's awesome. Uh, I mean, like you said, I think her character is actually great. It's just, she really was not developed enough in, in the sequel trilogy. She kind of was just there. And, um, I think it'll be cool. I I mean, I hope that she's just kind of the focus. She's, you know, like Luke was. I hope she's just kind of there. And I hope it's not like um, super attached to the sequels. Like, I hope it's just kind of its own thing. Her off doing whatever. And like you said, though, I I think Daisy Ridley is a great actress. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm curious what what the reception will be like i mean i i know like you said seth no matter what no matter what she does no matter how mo- good the movie is there are going to be so many people that just crap on it and crap on her mm-hmm. no matter what but it will be interesting to see in in a few years from now um you know what what the fans think about her character after this movie comes out because I, I really do think she deserves another shot yeah just like you know just like hayden christensen got yeah exactly like I listen, me and Coach disagree on Star Wars heavily, right? I do not understand the amount of hate the Obi Wan show gets. I thought it was a great show, and I thought that Hayden Christensen did a phenomenal job coming back as Vader. And that last scene where he's like, "I'm not your failure, Obi Wan." That scene is so emotional. After you watch all of Clone Wars and Rebels, and um, you, you watch the prequels again, you realize like how close these guys were. And um, they still people shit all over the, that Obi Wan show, and I don't understand it. But um, before we leave, I don't. <clears throat> sorry, go ahead, go ahead uh, No, we'll talk about it next week because I feel like this conversation's not done. It's, it's just getting, it's just getting started. We'll talk about this. Uh, talk about this. I can, next I can week. talk Star Wars. All I can make a whole podcast on Star Wars, I believe. But um, real quick. Alden says, "Why well, I see a shit post about they making Ray pregnant in the new trilogy?" Yeah, that was a shit post. It was people that were being annoying. Actually, you know what? I, I started this thing on Twitter where if someone annoyed me even slightly about their opinion, I unfollowed them. <laughs> so, like anybody that was being like super negative about Star Wars, I was like, "You're you're you're done." I actually good. My one of my one of my favorite YouTubers is Star Wars Theory, and I unfollowed him <laughs> just because I thought he was being annoying on Twitter. Um, uh, yeah, I think he's annoying. How do you feel about Eckert's ladder? I I haven't followed him on Twitter. I I only watch some of his like he makes the really good lore videos, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've only seen his YouTube videos. Is he annoying on YouTube or is he annoying on Twitter? Uh, no. I I think I like him more when he's like reflective on older stuff. Like he was doing a lot of uh, day and date opinion of Mandalorian, where I'm like, you're coming in a little hot here, complaining about the story when it's not over yet. Like just shit like that, where it's yeah. like people complaining, like I don't feel good about this season. It's like, bitch, it is episode two. Like you yeah, gotta pump the brakes on on that. Like I have no problem shitting on something bad, but like shit on something bad once it's done. Like don't don't interrupt something in the middle of the story just to say how much you don't fucking like it. Like that has never made sense to me. And we're gonna talk about that next week. 
because <laughs> amazing um, amazing spider-man number 26 is coming out maybe not next week but the week after and uh people are pissed and people are fucking dumb for being pissed that is some the one people, thing some people have some people have logical concerns and like legitimate concerns but most of the people are just being bad. that is the one thing no matter how much i unfollow and like remove myself from subreddits and like tell google i don't want to see it i can't escape the spider-man thing like i'm like stop showing me spider-man and it won't <laughs> it's just like, i can't get away from it but can I tell you my guy's theory real quick about Star Wars that I think is, is pretty spot on watching everything so far? Yeah. Um, I think that they started a new Jedi order in the Outer Rim, in the Uncharted territories, where Ezra got sent because Disney has dug themselves into a pretty interesting hole where they yeah. have way too many characters that people love that they cannot kill off. So, like, I think guys like Ezra Bridger and Grogu, Cal. Um, Ahsoka, obviously, Cal, maybe Cal. I can see Cal. I can see Vader, like, chopping Cal's head off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that happens. Brutally. Um, well, no, well, no, because, like, the tough thing with Cal, like, uh, you guys remember Force Unleashed? Like, wasn't yeah. it his family crest that became the symbol for the rebellion? Yeah. In the Force Unleashed? I'm like, well, you can't, can't do that trick twice. You know, like you already, you already showed us that one. So like, I don't know what they're gonna do with. I think they can kill Cal. I I just hope they don't because I do like him. Yeah, I like Cal too. But um, I don't think they're gonna kill like Ahsoka off. I think they tried that, and people like were super pissed about it, and they're like, man, she's a pretty popular character, and we can do a lot, a little more with her. Um, but I I don't see them ever killing off Ezra. And then you have to make some sort of explanation as to why they're not around. You you should realistically, right? And um. Ezra disappeared on space whales at the end of Rebels. Sorry for any spoilers, but that's kind of the the point of Ahsoka. Um, and uh, that's that's them finding them. So wait, how far how far are you into uh, Jedi Fallen Order? I mean the uh, sorry Jedi Jedi Survivor. Uh, I'm on the second planet, not very far. You should talk about Jedi Survivor next week. I think that'd be interesting. Let's talk about. I'll probably have a beaten by next week. I'll be honest. I have vacation yeah, all this week. Yeah. I took, you know, how most people take a buffer day when they come back from vacation. I took a buffer week. You took a buffer vacation <laughs> for your vacation. <laughs> I really want to play more of it, but with Tears of the Kingdom out, I'm like, just I'm hooked on that right now. So whenever I the wrap only, that up, the only thing I will say is it doesn't seem like Tears of the Kingdom has an ending. So just do the thing that has an That's ending true. first. Oh crap! I didn't see that. Eric Ladd commented earlier saying, "Dropping in to say a huge hello to you, legends." Good to see the show back, and congrats, Seth, on your big news. I know you're not here anymore, Eric. Thank you. I appreciate that. And also, we got uh, a returning legend from long ago, That's All Patel. What's up, buddy? Glad to see you pulling here right at the end. It's been a good show. You should go back and listen to it. Yeah, you should. You should. Anyway, gentlemen, do we have any closing thoughts, comments, concerns? I have no concerns. I, None. Yeah, no concerns? No. I think I'm this is a good return I'm happy episode. To be back. Yeah. It's going to be, I feel powerful. I feel like, uh, like the, the Highlander when they chop each other's heads off and they get that is shoulder it, of lightning. Is it because you uh, built this it's, this badass Sith lightsaber, Seth? Is that why you I feel do. powerful? I do. I do feel powerful. <laughs> Seth, um, uh, to, to quote my to quote my guy Sean Connery, it's called the quickening. Yeah. <laughs> there can only be one Highlander, and that's you. Um, those movies do not age well, not at all. By the way, no, nah, that's not true. The first one's fucking rips. It's got that that Queen soundtrack. I don't know. Shit, me shit's Pedro, amazing. 
me and Pedro <laughs> sat down a couple years ago when we still lived together and watched all three of them. And um, I was like, wow. There's a, there's a lot I gotta of effects in this movie. Gotta, gotta be honest. Never saw two or three. But uh, the first one fucks real hard. Two, I saw <laughs> one scene where he gets shot like 80,000 times. I'm like, I don't need this. I don't, I don't need to see Sean Connery going down like this. I know he survived because they didn't chop his head off, but still. Also, it doesn't make sense. He died in the fucking previous one and then i read in the third one it turns out they're aliens yeah, like i yeah i don't i don't need that oh my god my highlighter well, yeah. what you don't know is that there's a whole tv show that takes place after that see i actually do know because my girlfriend's oh, okay. dad is a huge fucking fan and we talked about it <laughs> <laughs> and i've never seen the tv show but i bet it's terrible cool tony has he explained things um it sounds fine it sounds like a way you could spend time <laughs> It's good. We really hit it off talking about Stargate. Stargate was our oh, I used to love Stargate. dude. Stargate is so good. Place. Yeah. Such yeah. a Stargate good show. Stargate was a sick day show for me. Oh, it was perfect. Yeah, yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that about wraps it up this week. Um, until next time, I guess you can catch us uh, pretty much everywhere you used to be, right, Austin? Austin, give us the, give us the rundown where you can catch us. Yeah, and upload them. Yeah, so we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. All of those are at Frameskip Pod. Of course, now. You have found out that we will be live streaming the show moving forward on top of posting the recorded version that, uh, of course, will just be a recording of this live episode. We will be posting that, of course, to our our uh, podcast feeds. So, you know, Spotify, uh, Podbean, your Google podcast, your Apple podcast, you can find the recorded version there. But moving forward... You can, of course, catch us on YouTube. If you're listening to us pre-recorded, you can catch us on YouTube. Our YouTube channel is just Frameskip, and you should be able to look up um, youtube.com slash Pod. I think should work. So I'm going to have to check on that. This is our, our first time testing around with this. So catch us on there. I think we're going to be alternating between Tuesdays and Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So we are recording on a Tuesday night right now. So it should be next Wednesday, which would be the 24th. Oh, very good. May the 24th be with you. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> just, that's why it's going to be a Star Wars episode, right? Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> down I'm, like 12, I'm like 10 or 12 hours into yeah. Jedi Survivor. I think I can finish it this weekend. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah. I believe in you, George. I believe in George Loftus. I believe in you as well. All right. Well, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, remember, next time your game takes poop, why don't you try on frame skip? That's all I got for that. What? I don't know. I was I was trying to do something with like games like freezing and then like like but it, I'll figure it out for the next episode. <laughs> all right. Next time your game uh, takes a poop, really? <laughs> yeah. I was trying. I was trying to uh, ad lib it and didn't work out very well. It just do sometimes. do do my sign off. I stole it from Lost, and it's just I'll see you in another life, brother. <laughs> oh, what's the? Yeah, hold on. No, I think it's only proper. I, I mean, I'm still I've still got a streaming. I think it's only proper that we end with with Li Beast sign off. Have a good day. <laughs>